Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Happy Thursday, Paul and Jordana and DJ. Thank you for joining us today. It's been 50 days since Russia invaded Ukraine. In the latest blow against Moscow, Ukraine claims that one of the Russian Navy's most important warships, the Moskva, has been hit by cruise missiles fired from Ukraine. Russia is just saying it caught on fire and that it's still afloat. By the way, this was the warship that called on Ukrainian soldiers stationed on Snake Island in the Black Sea to surrender in a standoff in a widely circulated recording you may have heard. The soldiers respond, Russian warship, go bleep yourself. Mm -hmm. And now apparently... Uh, this warship is either on fire or possibly at the bottom of the Black Sea. We're, we're not exactly sure. But um, what we wanted to do was to reach out to an expert about where this all may be going. And uh, Harry Kazianis is that expert at the Center for the National Interest. He is the senior director, military expert, who has modeled war games, simulations between Russia and NATO in the past, and I wanted to uh, invite him on to get his input into what I perceive to be a very slippery slope if NATO gets sucked into a, a shooting war in Ukraine. Harry, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Good to be with you. What what did uh, these war games show you? I, you? You state that, and I want to emphasize this, that if a war between NATO and Moscow were to break out, nuclear war is nearly impossible to avoid. I, I found that terrifying. And, and can you just provide a little more detail on that assessment? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've been doing these war games now for about five or six years. And I'll be honest, we did them almost as an academic exercise, because to be honest with you, we never thought that a, a war between NATO and Russia could potentially break out. But we always thought it was important to do the research, do it anyway, just in case that possibility happened. And what we always found is that when that kinetic contact happened, and usually it would happen because of an accident, an accidental missile strike or, you know, another war in Eastern Europe creating the possibility of that, that NATO-Russia war actually breaking out. What ends up happening was is that, that, that Putin does not have the capability to beat NATO in a conventional sense. In other words, not using nuclear weapons or chemical weapons or something like that. So what always happens in every scenario we fight, the Russians are forced to use what are called tactical nuclear weapons. In other words, smaller weapons that were used in Hiroshima. And every single time, millions or billions of people die in the process. 
Harry, it's Jordana. Can you explain to us, and forgive my naivete, but describe how you walk through a war game. How do you do a war game? How do you come to the conclusion? That's a great question, Jordana. We've, we've done a number of different ways. We've done them old school on a big tabletop in, 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 in offices in D.C. and also out in California. We've done them on computers and not very fancy computers either, like home-based computers that you'd buy at like Best Buy or, or anywhere. And, and basically, we would model the, the software based on you know what different type of simulation we want to run. And we always get experts who have either been a policymaker or been close to policymakers or maybe have like a, a PhD in Russian studies or something like that. And we try to use people who have really good knowledge of you know, what might be in Vladimir Putin's head or at the time what might have been in Donald Trump's head to try to mimic what their reactions would be. And it's it honestly it gets really scary because you end up getting the situations where you try to play this person and what they would do. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's difficult to be accurate. But the thing that we've always bumped into is anytime NATO and Russia got into a war, it always ended up being millions of people would die because the Russians would always try to compensate for those problems in its conventional military and having to use nuclear weapons. And we're seeing that today, that the Russian military can't even beat Ukraine. And when everybody thought that they would just walk right through that country. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we're talking with uh, Harry Kazianis, and he is the uh, senior director at the Center for the National Interest. So what do you tell friends, colleagues over a beer, over a glass of wine when they ask you, what's the off-ramp? How do you think this is going to proceed? I mean, how long can NATO and the United States keep funneling hundreds of millions of dollars worth of arms to Ukraine to do the fighting on the front line? And doesn't Putin have a kind of a vested interest in drawing NATO into this battle to score points, popularity points with the public, the Russian public at home? Well, the next few weeks are going to be very different than the last few weeks that preceded it. We are moving into a phase now in this Donbass or eastern Ukraine region where it's very different terrain that was fought over over the last few weeks, like in Kharkiv and Kiev. These are very flat, farm-like sort of rolling plains. Think of prairies almost, basically. And that's going to lend itself to big advantages for Vladimir Putin because he's going to deploy his tanks, his armor, the stuff that he's been training on and building up for the last 20 years to really make the Russian military shine. Unfortunately, the Ukrainians do not have a lot of armor or advanced weapons to counter that. They've been doing really well in fighting in urban scenarios. You know, that is what one place where they really shine and where the United States actually helped train them. But now the Ukrainians are having to go into a situation where Vladimir Putin has the advantage. So we're going to give them a lot of anti-tank weapons and different defensive tools that will help them try to sort of blunt this advantage. But I think we're heading into a situation now where you might see the Russians start to gain a little bit more of the upper hand. Ukrainians are then going to start asking for more advanced weapons. And you can see that. We're actually going to be sending you Ukrainians for the first time artillery. We're starting to send them tanks from other countries. So this, this war is starting to, to grind down into a level of attrition that it's really getting to a level that we haven't seen in Europe since World War II. And again, I know predicting the future is hard. Um, probably impossible in this case but when you look into your crystal ball could it be that um, you know eventually this leads to the annexation of much of eastern ukraine and there's some sort of a dmz and the western part of ukraine stays free and democratic and that we have kind of a new cold war centered on ukraine going forward 
I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly where this heads. I mean, the Russians are very good at fighting conflicts, not always winning, but carving out a piece of territory and then having what everybody calls a frozen conflict. In other words, a conflict that might not be a, a full-blown war, but having very clear lines where artillery fire is exchanged, sniper fire. That's what's happened in Georgia, in Transnistia, in, in, around Ukraine, in, in, in where the Donbass is. The Russians love these little low-simmering conflicts where they, they're able to take little slices of territory that are important to them, but not have it be an all-out war. I think that's exactly where this is headed. And I think you're right. I think you will see essentially a Cold War between NATO and Russia where both sides are armed to the teeth and you know another potential powder keg could explode at any time. And that's, that's what makes this dangerous because it'll be a pressure point in Europe, an ulcer, if you will, that's never going to go away. And that's what makes it even more dangerous. Harry, just one last question. What does this mean for Americans? What do we need to know? I mean, do we play a role at all? And can we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a great debate that's happening in the country right now on what should actually our foreign policy be? I mean, you have conservatives who are actually fighting this battle now. You know, you had a lot of people, you know, conservatives like Donald Trump who said, you know, America should put its interests first. And a lot of people called him an isolationist. And I don't think that was very true. And in Democrats, you, you see the same exact debate happening. You know, where should America put its dollars? I mean, let's face it, the country's $30 trillion in debt right now. It's very difficult to argue to spend even more money on defense. And this year alone, if, if the budget's passed, we're going to spend $800 billion on defense. That's actually more in inflation-adjusted dollars than we spent during the Cold War. So I think if there's one good thing out of this, we're going to have a very vigorous debate on foreign policy and, and what we should actually be doing around the world. And I think it's about time we do that. Okay. Uh, national security expert Harry Kaziana, Center for National Interests. We sure appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us today on CCO. Thanks, be well, Harry. and we'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Harry. I mean, it's troubling, but I guess we have to face this new reality that I guess Russia is going to play a larger role in Ukraine, or they're going to get some piece of it at some point. But again, for me, the the big takeaway, Jor, is that I mean, look look at the problems they're having with Ukraine. NATO would crush a, a conventional Russian force, you know, with 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 our air superiority mm-hmm. and all of the uh, capabilities that the thirty countries in NATO bring to the table. It wouldn't even be a contest. So again, Kazianis Harry just basically said that. At some point, all these war games, Putin has no choice but to use tactical nuclear weapons because he can't he can't win in a conventional war with conventional munitions. He would have to resort to tactical nukes. And then then everything's off the table. You know, where, where that yeah, could be terrifying. So that's trying terrifying. to avoid that scenario. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.